What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to another episode of Black in Therapy. I'm here with my co-host, Donna. And Sarah's here, and we're together again, and we're so excited about our second episode. Hope you guys are excited, too. So, it was brought to our attention. See, you gotta have some thorough old heads in your life. You gotta have some thorough old heads in your life. It was uh, brought to our attention that we did not introduce ourselves um, in the last episode. I'm gonna shout my first lady out at the church. First said to me, uh, Sarah, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't know you. If I didn't know y'all, I wouldn't know y'all. Um, so, we are gonna take this... Um, episode and it's we're going to just talk about us that's all right we're going to get mm -hmm. allow y'all to get to know us um the name of this episode is going to be all up and through because i guess y'all gonna be all up and through our business um uh, we are recording in a different studio today so you hear the train in the background so forgive us for that shout out to septa we in <laughs> philly uh so donna you ready to get into it let's get it i'm ready let's get into it y'all know our segments um our goals as such we have uh the Come on now, Sarah. Discuss <laughs> the, I journeys. got a story to tell. I got a story to tell. So, you know, we got a story to tell. So, we're going to discuss journeys. Then we're going to do our Don't Believe the Hype um, uh, segment. And that's when we're going to talk about a myth. But today, we're going to mix it up. We're going to talk about our journeys, how we even got to do this podcast. We're going to talk about myths that people have about us and tell our truths. And then we know that our final episode is truth. Our final segment is truth is. And that's when we tell the truth. And then we are still going to answer um, some questions from our inbox. And that is going to be our two-minute session. And we're going to leave y'all with a feel-good song of the week. Donna, you can pick this one because I didn't uh, pick a song this week. So you can pick a song for the feel-good song of the week. All right, so let's get right into it. It's time for our I Got a Story to Tell segment. So Donna, tell me your story. How'd you get to the Black and Therapy podcast? How did I get here? Um, well, I feel like I can't tell you how I got into Black and Therapy without telling you how I got the therapy, right? <laughs> okay. So I got the therapy because I was into criminal justice. And I loved law. I loved the courts. I loved my internships in undergrad, you know, working with probation, criminals or, or victims of crime. And I mean, we live in Philly, so we know how harsh and how hard it is to be here with all the crime and such. And that was my passion. That's what I wanted to do. But what I realized is that what was going on behind the doors, right? Why are you a criminal? What happened? Where did the trauma come from? What caused you to, to do these things? Or what positions did you put yourself in? Um, who, who, who wasn't around to assist you? So I felt like I wanted to be that. 
but that wasn't my role, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be there for this person, but you know, you're you're not a therapist. You're not supposed to be asking these questions because we know how jobs go. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do your job. Do your job, and that's you, it. You're not supposed to try to help people beyond that, right? right? right. So that's where, that's where I kind of got into thinking beyond criminal justice system and thinking about the stresses of people's lives and the trauma and addiction and everything else that goes into into therapy, right? And obviously, I was working with black people. I was working in the inner cities. Um, I was working with uh, different nationalities, mostly black people, other uh, people of color. Mm-hmm. And then I went to grad school. Grad school. Shout out to Lincoln University. Yes, class of 2020. I did go to Lincoln University, and that's where, on the first day, I saw Sarah Ashley. Well, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's stop real quick. Um, Funny story about Donna and meeting Donna originally, right? Uh, We were feeding the homeless, I think, right? That's what we're doing? That was before grad school. That was before grad school, right? Maybe five years before grad school, about 2015-ish. And so, we had been following each other on social media, and, but Donna knew, like, Donna knew exactly who I was when Oops. I came in the classroom. And Donna didn't say anything. Like, and mind you, I don't have no friends. I'm sitting here looking all stupid. Like, you know, trying I to find somebody to talk to. I myself like we was meeting for the first time. Right. And I'm just like, and then she's like, oh, we've had the homeless a, a few years ago. And I'm like, <laughs> then she's like, oh, when you posted that you got into the program, I commented. And I'm like, sis, sis, we sis, we sisters. Why are you not, why are you acting like we don't know each other? Um, so yeah, me and Donna, I guess that was a sidebar to right. the story. I'm sorry. Right. Cause we, it didn't start at Lincoln. It didn't start at Lincoln. Lincoln. But you know how it is when you know people through social media, but you really don't know them. Right. People, people think they know you, but they don't know you. So what I was supposed to, you know, it kind of gets, kind of gets weird sometimes though, but I did see a familiar face on the first day. And of I didn't. School. And I'm looking all stupid. <laughs> she feeling all comfortable. It's, we was both, you know. Fish out of water. Like, we was, we didn't know what to expect, so. We didn't. That's, that's where, Respects. that's where we, we started. And that's where we kind of developed, obviously, our relationship in and through all of the topics that we're discussing. And, and we learned together and we grew together and we prayed together and we got so much information and, and progressed and processed and grew so much through those years of grad school, um, Gosh, I'm so glad that I went to grad school, right? <laughs> I am so grad school. Grad school really changed uh, my life. I can say that for real, for real. Like, people talk about it, but the way I think my eyes were opened, I think we see stuff in such a narrow way. And then when you go to an institution and you're challenged, right? Because we're to liberate and lead, lead after we learn, right, at Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And so to help liberate other people, I think our liberation had to happen first. Yes. And I think when we're so used to a certain way or thinking a certain way or viewing things a certain way, when you get challenged, I think Dr. Heath challenged us the most. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Mark, maybe. Yeah. Um, definitely Dr. challenged Wiley. us. Dr. Wiley. Oh, yeah. But oh, that, yeah. you know what Dr. Wiley did for me? Dr. Wiley, um, that day we sat in class and he probably doesn't even know he did this, but when he said he wants us to be able to live without ceilings or walls, mm-hmm. that's always our goal, right? How always. can we do what we need to do to, to pay bills and to live, but to not have to be at a place where we are um, forced to be somewhere for a certain amount of hours or forced to um, comply with rules and like just mm-hmm. be confined, right? And not, ha- and, and not and have freedom. feel like you can't help people right. how you want to help people. Right, and not have freedom. Feel. And, and feel like you're in a place with ceilings right. and walls, right? Exactly. So when he said that, that kind of like re- 
I don't want to say re-spark is probably not a word, but like kind of re-energize me to think about like what that looks like. Like what mm-hmm. does life look like without ceilings and walls? And that's the life I want to live. I want to be able to grab a bag and go. And I'm like, oh, I got to teach here and I got to teach here and I got to do this and do that. So yeah, grad school was, was like eye-opening. Yes, yes it, it was. It was. And for me, it was definitely also to include the fact that it was my first time at HBCU. Right. And I me always too. wanted to go to HBCU and I... I didn't go to HBCU for undergrad. Um, I I just didn't ever have the opp- didn't have the opportunity. So now I was at HBCU where I saw people that looked like me, and I saw people in the field that I didn't always see people in the field. So that's where we started, and then we we got here. We right? got here. <laughs> we got here. Oh, we got here. So this is and this is a good place. And I'm excited. Um, shout out to everybody that's listened to the episode, the first episode. Because I think we were at like what sixty something plays so far through the week. And you know, for sixty seven people to take time and just want to listen to what we have to say, mm-hmm. um, is a dope feeling. And we got you know some some excellent feedback and some stuff that we got to work on. But you know, it's all good. It's all good. So how did I get here then, Donna? How did I get here? Uh, <laughs> it was written in cards. It was written in the cards, I guess. I guess God God does everything well, and that's 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 an important piece. Uh, so even meeting Donna and having that interaction, I think God does things well. Like I'm a, I'm gonna let y'all meet right now. Y'all gonna get to know each other better in a few years, but y'all have to know of each other right now, right? Uh, so my journey with doing this, I started. Yeah, I, I shared this in the last episode. I started my nonprofit, and that kind of shifted my direction. I wanted to be a um. I wanted to own my own production company. If you ever asked me when I was younger what I wanted to do, my answer would be I want to own my own production company. And so I went to I went to Bloomsburg University. Shout out to Bloom. I'm I'm shouting y'all out. Shout out to Bloom. Hey Trish. <laughs> hey roommate. Hey Lauren. Hey Mike. You know, so I went to Bloom and uh I majored in MSCOM and I loved it. I love creating, right? I'm always I love creating things, right? That's just a part of me. So I loved when we could create like commercials and movies and and all those things I liked editing I like I like doing it those things but there was always a different calling on my life right and I think that when I was in college I was fighting what I wanted to do versus what God had for me to do and um I remember sitting there one day and I was like in my dorm room I was in my apartment at the time and I'm just like this is not it like this is not it um and it wasn't that I wasn't happy you know I had the time of my life in Bloomsburg my grades might not have been as (laughs) good as they you know as, as good as they were when I started to do what God asked me to do, right? But I, I had the time of my life. I met some of my best friends in Bloomsburg. Um, but I was not where God wanted me to be. So I left Bloomsburg and I went to um, uh, Cuts. It was a school in Philly that was like associated with Geneva College. It was a biblical college. Because uh, I'm was i a preacher. Y'all know I, y'all might not know that. Okay, so I'm talking <laughs> about like y'all know. don't They don't know that. <laughs> I'm also a, a licensed minister, so I'm a preacher. And um, I left Bloomsburg to go to a biblical school. And then I started not, I started Dare to Hope. And when I started Dare to Hope, y'all, I got like a ditty spirit. Like, I don't need this degree. I got a company. Like, I don't need to do this. And so I um, left school. I'm like, I'm good. I got a company. I don't, I don't need to pay, be in debt, and I have something already. Uh, and so I was doing it. I was working like little side jobs, doing Dare to Hope. Uh, I was driving for Lyft and Uber. And one day... This man got in my car, Stephen Stephen Fernet, and I hope I said his name right. Uh, got in my lift one day, and I took him all the way to Jersey, and we just had a conversation about Dare to Hope and what Dare to Hope was, and 
about mental wellness and suicide prevention and all those things. And the next day I woke up and I had a thousand dollars in our account. And I was like, who is this man? <laughs> like, who is this man that would just drop a thousand dollars? A thousand dollars is not, I mean, I know a thousand dollars really isn't a lot of money, but for you to just, me to just take you to Jersey and for me to wake up the next day and have a thousand dollars in their account was like, who is this guy? So I got like you, Donna. And that's something we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, I got like Donna and I put my detective hat on and I found him. And um, he wound up being like, you know, I'm not going to tell you what he does, but he, he wound up being somebody important. And uh, I met up with him. I'm like, yo, can we do lunch? Can we do coffee? Can we do something? And he sat with me for about an hour and a half and we just talked. And one thing that came up was that he was like, well, what about school? And I was like, well, I don't really need school. He's like, let me tell you why you need school. He said, you need school because people need to know that you can start and finish something. If people are going to trust you, if people are going to give you money, if people are going to invest in you, they need to know that you can start and finish something. He was like, I don't care if you go back to school for coloring. <laughs> he was like, go get your degree. The very next day I signed back up for school and I graduated in 17. So my journey was a little weird. I should have really graduated college in 08, but I didn't graduate until um, 2017. Uh, so, but that was from that one conversation and that one conversation changed my life because we can be in rooms, right? That we're not necessarily qualified to be in, right? Mm -hmm. But there's things that qualify you to stay in the room or qualify people to listen to you or qualify people to invite you into the space. So I think me finishing school, though I had Dare to Hope, though we had done stuff with Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj, we did a lot of stuff mm -hmm. in that time period. But what qualified me now or what legitimized me, is that a word? Legitimized? Mm -hmm. What legitimized me was <laughs> the fact that I got my degrees. And I'm not knocking nobody that doesn't have a degree. I'm not I'm not saying nothing. Like, everybody's life journey is different. Uh, but for me, in the field that we're in, I believe that the degree is what qualifies us. People want to know, where'd you, where'd you get your degree in? Where, you licensed? That's the next thing. People, everybody mm -hmm. wants to know that. Are we licensed? So, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? So, that whole trajectory, graduating school in 17, then I'm like, I got to go back to grad school. I got to get my master's. Um, and my friend Kim really really inspired me to go back and get my master's. And then I ended up in Lincoln. And that was like the best thing that ever happened. Mm -hmm. The best thing that ever happened. And sidebar to that story, I feel like I'm talking for a long time, but this is you all up and through. This is all up and <laughs> through. So y'all got to be all up and through my business. Uh, I had, that's when I had, was a finalist for the school board for Philly. Mm -hmm. And I was going through a breakup at that time. And Ooh. that was like the darkest period of my life. I had, you ever just feel like you just want to win something? Like you feel like you've been taking consecutive losses? Like at that period of my life, I felt like I was taking consecutive losses. Like stuff on there, the hope side was good. I was still getting awards. I had got the health partners award. So like I was still getting awards, but it was like I was taking consecutive losses and I needed a win. And I, when I got, um, when I was like accepted to be one of the 27 finalists for the school board, I'm like, oh, this is my win. Like, I was mm -hmm. like, this is my win. I'm going to be on the school board. I'll get to help these kids. I get to do what I want to do. And I didn't get it. But here's the thing. If I would have got it, right, the Saturday that I went to Lincoln to do the quick admit, mm -hmm. I would have been in the school board meeting, right? So I didn't get the school board, but I went that Saturday for the quick admit for Lincoln. And now I have a master's degree. I met my friends. I met, I did all these things that would not have happened if I would have gotten the school board. So that's a, that's a lesson in itself. Like, God can really see the after this, right, of mm -hmm. what we want. So even in a moment, I felt like I was taking consecutive losses, but really God was setting me up for, like, the biggest win in my life. Like, because 
not that not the brag on the master's degree. It's not that. It wasn't even a master's mm-hmm. degree. It's the experience that we right. had for those two years. That's the win. The degree is what came with it. But the win was everything I learned in those two years that I would not have learned if I would have just been on school board. So I would have had just been a school board member. Not mm-hmm. saying there's nothing wrong with that, but right. But you can still do that now. But I can still do that now when mm-hmm. I have this experience in my bag. On my right. in my bag. You know what I mean? So that's how we got here. How do we get this get to do this podcast? I just wanted to help people like and I feel like this is a way that we can just share who we are and mm-hmm. encourage people like laugh with people and you know what I mean right. like just make people normalize mental wellness like that's what that's our goal to normalize mental wellness in a black community because we don't it's not normal it's not normal Mm-mm. it's becoming a little bit normal now yeah. but I don't think it's normal I don't I and I had this conversation with my friend and she's not um she's not in in therapy or anything but I didn't know if what I see is therapy becoming a thing or is it because I'm surrounded by therapists? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I see it too. And she's not in um, social services or anything. So I'm like, okay, okay. So it is a thing. She said, yeah, it is. Um, and she's working on something for mental health now too, because it's, it's something that she wants to normalize as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she definitely said that, you know, she sees it. And I didn't know, you know, if I see it because I'm in it. You right. know, so I know surrounded by I, it. Right. Everything I do right. is, you know, surrounded by therapy. So I didn't know if it was becoming, you know, more normalized in black communities or is it just that that's what I'm surrounding myself with. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know that outside of people who are in social services and in mental health see the same, you know, upward trajectory of people getting more into taking care of their mental health. Right. And that's the goal. That's really the goal, y'all. So, you know, again, thanks to everybody who supported us so far. Like, it's only up from here. And we just want to definitely be impactful and, and, you know, allow y'all to have a space, too, where you can feel okay to talk about your mental health, right? Because that, that's, the, that's the goal. We just want everybody to feel comfortable and, and normalize the, this, this mental wellness journey that we're all on. So, that's our journey. You think we shared mm-hmm. enough? You asking me? You Donna know I not think we share, man. You know I shared enough. <laughs> I'm not a share, y'all. I'm not, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. She's working on it. She's working on it, y'all. Uh, I'm pulling her out of her little show. So let's get ready for our next segment, then, sis. Let's go. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. Don't, 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 don't believe. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. What's the hype about you that people believe but is not the truth? Oh man. Please, please say it so I don't have to say it. Say 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 how you feel. Nuh-uh. You ain't going uh-uh. Okay. Sarah always talking me into something. <laughs> what you want me to say? Go ahead. Go ahead and I'll take it. If, I promise. If Donna doesn't see herself, and we can switch it off. We can we can say how you see yourself and what other people see. I, lo- I love my friend, my sister friend, y'all. I love her to death. My sister friend can be a, you know what? I don't want to curse on the podcast, but you know. Don't believe the hype, she y'all. Can, she, <laughs> she can be a me. Don't believe the hype, y'all. I promise that, you know what? I think that that's probably true. Let me say, let me say that's true. Oh, I think that I'm glad we're recording this. I think this. that people see, <laughs> people see, like, I don't know. Like, she's so nice and sweet, and I am, right? Don't look like that. People see that, but I feel like people underestimate me because I'm helped because, right? So, so to, to you, what you said, I could be a B, and I think that people don't expect that when they try 
to get over on me because I present <laughs> as so being so nice. You right? don't present as being so nice. I do. To who? Everybody. Okay. Like in work settings mostly. So you just You gotta just, take it back. I think your, that you just people, give your B vibes to your friends. No, I think that people think this, right? Hear me out. You only remember what you like, like the, the most recent things in your mind. You don't remember how nice I was when we first met and how you probably was like, this is such a nice, sweet girl. I don't remember that. Exactly. You just don't remember. You only remember all of the recent stuff of, of us knowing each other and you feeling like I'm a B to you. That's or other feeling like or knowing. Knowing. Okay. It is what it is. <laughs> but I think that, well, listen, Sarah said it and I ain't even running from it. And that's but, fine. I'm glad you're walking in your truth. I'm glad you you bust the myths. I mean, I didn't have a choice now, did I? Because uh, you were going to force me to do it. No, huh? I was I was going to say, I was going to share it. You didn't have to share it, but since you, you said it. You it anyway. Yeah, because I, I feel like that's something okay. that you need to acknowledge. I have. Okay. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, you believe me. I am. Uh, okay. Tell, yeah. tell us. You, come on, your turn. You go. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um... Don't believe the hype. Don't believe the hype that I am a very outgoing, not outgoing, that I'm not shy. Don't believe the hype that I'm like a very like, you know, friendly, talk to everybody. People person. People person. I am very shy. I do not, like, if you catch me in a networking setting where I don't know anybody, I am quiet. I am on my phone. I am not engaging in any conversation. I am not that person that's going to walk up to you and be like, hey, I'm Sarah Ashley and this is what I do. Like, I don't, I don't I know it. Absolutely not me. And I think that people have that perception because I preach. I can preach in front of a million people. It's, it's That's a million people that I don't have to interact with one-on-one. That like interpersonal, mm-hmm. like awkwardness. That's mm-hmm. like, hey, how you doing? Like, nah, that's not, that's not that's me. Not like, people And people really think that I am that person. And it's like, I'm really like, like people have to reintroduce me after I introduce myself in networking settings. Like if I'm with my mentors, especially Tumar, Tumar loves to do this. If I'm with two and we're out and he be like, oh, tell him what you do. And even Maxwell, Maxwell too. Tell him what you do. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't got no profit. No, tell him what you do. And it's just like, <laughs> mm, no, I don't want to do that. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's, that's one myth that people think about me that I'm really like, this outgoing mm-hmm. because you know social people, butterfly because you know a lot of people and you've done a lot of things so people are going to assume that how did you get there because you walked into a room and started yeah, talking no that's not <laughs> that's you ain't, you not. ain't just start talking that, no it no 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 nope. people would literally have to and it's not that i think i'm better or anything but people really have to start sparking conversation with me um if i was out you're not a small talker that's okay yeah i'm not i'm not a small talker i'm not a that's not me that is not me what's another myth that you think people have about you Mm, I don't know I think that I'm just a big person that is misunderstood so I feel like everything is a myth I think people think that I don't know I, I, I just think everything is a myth I think people don't know me just in general because why don't you think they know you, though? Because I don't allow people to know me. Thank right? you. Thank you. That's what I want you to say. I don't. I don't allow people to know me. And I definitely have a, a gate, no matter who, friends, relationships. Where do you think that comes um, from? Them? I'm not I trying to know. give you a therapy session right now. I, I'm I just asking. <laughs> I don't know. But so, so funny story, right? My sister screenshotted the picture that you um 
that Sarah posted, she didn't even uh, check me check and make sure that I said I was cute in this picture when she posted on Black and Therapy. In the words of my cousin Jacoya, I made the best decision for everybody in the picture. Um, you made the best decision for you, sis. <laughs> my older sister screenshotted that and sent it to me and said, who knew Donna had a podcast in this world? And to, to our family chat. And I'm just like, well, I mean, nobody asks if you don't ask, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so it's, it's something that I'm working on. I really, I really am working on it, but it, it kind of is who it, it is who I am. I feel like people shouldn't have the opportunity to know you if they don't want to. Sometimes I don't like the fact that people can just get an information without having to ask or to actually like care. It's just like people just want to know just to know. Mm-hmm. Ask. If you ask like, hey, what's going on? What you working on, Donna? I would have like, oh, this is what I'm working on. But people just don't, people just expect you to just come and say, tell you, oh, this is everything I'm doing. So and you're I'm not, not a, that person. You're not a volunteer. You're not going to volunteer any information. I'm not volunteering no information. And if you but ask if me. But you still want to have a filter on what you release to somebody. Um, oh, it depends. I mean, I'm okay. going to tell you, but I'm definitely not sharing information if you don't ask the question. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I think to your point, somebody called my phone the other day, and I'm just like, "How did they even get my number?" Like, and I know like Google's real, and I know mm-hmm. my number. It's like probably posting on my Dare to Hope website. I don't know, but it's just like, yeah, no, I don't want you to have my number. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so to your point, yeah, like they allowing people to get to know you that you don't necessarily want in your mm-hmm. your space. And it's your... not even that I don't want you in my space because it could be an amazing person. Mm-hmm. It's just that I feel like people are so accessible these days that it's just like people don't have to like talk to people or say like, hey, you know, just right, basic right. stuff you people don't have to do. And it's just like, I don't want, I don't need everybody having this information that mm-hmm. you didn't have to get. Like, just, right. just say hello, just speak, just ask, right. you know? But Fix. that's definitely a truth of mine. I know. <laughs> I know for sure. All right, so I don't think I'm trying to think of another myth that people think. What do you think? People a myth about perceptions you? or their a myth that people think about me? Um, I guess I would say maybe on this. I Speak guess based me. off of social media, I would say people think that. But it's true. But <laughs> people think that you you do so much and you. But those things are true. I can't think of something. So that I don't. Think. I I I I struggle with the do so much part, right? Because you know what I struggle with for real, for real. Like I feel like while we have life, right? Life is so precious and life is so like fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be going like that. Like I feel like do the most while we can do the most. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like let's do this podcast now. Like we don't, you know what I mean? Right. Cause you never know. Not saying we're going to die today or tomorrow, but it's just like, we don't know. So like, let's do what we can do while we have life. Like it's a mm-hmm. gift. And like every day I want to do something that betters this world or betters the people around me. Right. Or, Absolutely. and so it's, I don't always, I don't think I'm doing too much. I think that I'm living like in that. And I have a purpose and I feel like, yo, like, all right, I'm here. So mm-hmm. let, what can I do now? Like, what right. can I do today? What can I do today? Mm-hmm. What can I do tomorrow? Like, so it's all about purpose and it's about like purposely living, like living on purpose. Absolutely. And I don't think people, once you start living on purpose, like that's where joy comes in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because we can be happy based on happenstance, based on things that are going on in our life. But when we have joy, I think joy is really tied to our purpose. And when you're living in your purpose, when you're doing the things that make you happy, right? <laughs> Even before we started the podcast, like, I'm, you know, I was on my work phone like, what? You right. know what I mean? Like, what now? <laughs> Because that does not bring me joy. Do I like helping people in that capacity? Yes, but is that what I want to do forever? No. Absolutely not. 
You know what I mean? So it doesn't bring me joy. Mm-hmm. So I have moments of happiness when I'm dealing with a family that, you know, Need you. I can help or mm-hmm. that needs me, but it's not happiness, right? right? But joy is doing this podcast. Joy right. is doing the voter event tomorrow. Like, yep. that's where my joy comes in there, like, interacting with the community and, and helping people, like, having conversations with people that we can help is uh, is where my joy comes in. And so I think that, I don't think it's, and people might look at me and be like, oh, damn, she's doing something else. Mm-hmm. But it's like. But no, it's really like, people think you do so much and you feel like there's so much more to do. Like, right. you think this is a lot. Yeah, like, I feel well, like we could be right. doing. Right, exactly. A thousand more things. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It's, it's so much more. And that's, right, the same to, to like, my family. Like, they did, I didn't tell you, that you didn't tell me you was doing this and this and I talked to you and I'm doing some other things. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> Well, right. is this is this is where I'm supposed to be telling you, like, well, I'm you, got pin, awesome. you got a pen, let me write, this, <laughs> write it down. Because, right, right. you know, it seemed like it's so much, but really, it's not that it's not enough, because it is. Mm-hmm. It's satisfying, but it's so much, it's so much more to do. It's so many things, because we have, no, we, have we don't got them limits, mm-hmm. thanks to Dr. Wiley, right? We don't got them walls, no limits. And then what else, what I also found out is, like, and that's why I, the, the podcast last week was, like, the first step is the hardest once you take the first step, we talk about journeys, we talk about myths and all those things. But once you take the first step, like, and I don't know if people are, all people are religious or whatever, but like whatever God you believe in, whatever you believe in, universe, God, whatever, like take the first step and let that do what it does, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we prayed before we started the podcast today, yep. right? Lord, do, let it, make it do, do what, what it, it do. do. Make it do what it do. Like, God will literally make it do what it do after you take the first step. And I think that's where fear comes in at a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people might be a myth about me too, that, you know, oh, I'm fearless. No, I get scared about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I be like, sometimes I'll probably be like, yo, you think this too much? You think this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And fear is tied to it. So they might see this outgoing person or this, what they think is a social butterfly, but it's a lot of fear that comes with it and a lot of anxiety that comes with it too. Because you don't want to fail. Like, even tomorrow, we put on an event. I don't know who's going to show up tomorrow. Right. I know we invested a lot of money in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. A lot of time, a lot, a lot of, of money, a lot want, of effort. We want good results. Right. Like, our world. And so the prayer is, Lord, make us successful. But at the end of the day, I'm still afraid that, like, what if... Mm-hmm. And even if 10 people show up, it'll be 10 people that we reach. But... We spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. We spend a lot of money. And so how then, you know, that that's a part of the, this journey is the fear. Shout out to Scepter. Here comes the train again, y'all. That's the fear of, you know, failure, I guess. Mm-hmm. The fear of failure is r- real for me. And I think that people don't see that part of me. Like, right. that there's a lot of anxiety and fear that come along with being an entrepreneur. It comes along with doing events. comes along with doing a podcast. What if only one person listened last right. week? You know what I mean? Like, it's all a faith walk. Like, mm-hmm. but taking the first step... And then allowing whatever you believe in to, mm-hmm. to help you and guide you um, along the way. I think that's really important. It really that is. That first step was hard. Because yeah. that, that podcast last last week, that first podcast, y'all think I listened to it? Because I didn't. <laughs> I might listen to this one, though. This is the second one I might listen. It might take me a few, but I definitely didn't even listen back. Mm-hmm. You listen? I listened. I, I listened a few times. Uh, just because you got to see what you got to work on. Like You got to see what you got to work on. I'm not ready yet. Okay, I, I'm not ready. Is it that you don't want to hear your voice, or you? I definitely am getting used to my voice, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And that's another it, thing. I think too. this is the first step. The first step is the hardest, but it's also like you gotta have people around you that can pull out your strengths, right? And they don't play into your weaknesses, right? Mm-hmm. Donna knows I'm not an organized person. I know that right. Donna's gonna be late. <laughs> She's not. Or, I'm not organized, right? 
but I, 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 I bring my friend in some projects with me because I know that my friend is organized. She's the organized queen, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to, number one, be aware of your weaknesses, but then have friends around you that will pull out your strengths and not play you about your weaknesses, right? So Donna may say, well, why you ain't do this? Why you ain't do that? But I'm like, girl, why you just, and I ain't call her a girl, but <laughs> why you just ain't do it for me? Like, if you know that's my weakness, why don't you just do it for me? So for Donna, I know Donna has a lot of information to share. So if her weakness or her, not even a weakness, but if her if something she struggles with is public speaking or hearing her voice, then don't get on this podcast. And you won't hear your voice every week. Oh, Lord. Because you won't share your gift. And that's something that we, you know. So yeah. when I do my toy giveaways and Donna making a list for me of, of who I need to check off and all that, that's what she does. And that's a part of having good friends and good circles like around you. Like you need that. That's one thing I can say that you need. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. That probably could have been the truth, but we're gonna figure out another truth. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> but let's transition into our third segment, which is truth is. Truth is, Donna. How do you feel today? What's your truth today? You know, today I feel good. I feel good today because I feel better than yesterday. And I feel like my progress over perfection is has really been showing today. And that's 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 how I feel. I feel like I've made so much progress um without without the perfection aspect of it, right? It don't gotta be perfect, mm-hmm. but you did it. Mm-hmm. Just like last week. Didn't didn't listen to the pod, the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't perfect. But it was progress. Today, mm-hmm. I feel so much better. I feel so much better about recording today. I feel better. I mean, it's raining outside here in Philly, but I feel better. And, you know, a lot of people don't generally feel good about the rain. I mm-hmm. felt like I needed the rain. I feel like I feel good. I definitely feel good. I feel better. I feel better about us recording today. Um, I had a good day. It's Friday. <laughs> TGIF. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel good. And good is such a, a basic word, right? But that's just it. It's not excitement. It's not joy. It's nothing beyond good. It ain't. It ain't that good. Mm-hmm. It's just regular good. Regular good. <laughs> regular good. Regular good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. How you feeling? Um, my truth today is I am a little bit anxious uh, for tomorrow. Um, just because you know things don't always run smoothly mm-hmm. when you're planning. So we hit a couple hiccups, but I believe God, and I'm 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 trying to uh, exchange my anxiety for peace. And so that's why I'm right now. I'm in that transition of anxiety to peace. I think that I allow peace to have most of my day and not mm-hmm. to worry so much um, and to exchange that for peace, like mm-hmm. that worry for peace. And I think I've done a good job with that today. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm in a, I'm in that transitional period. I feel good to your point. I made progress today. I, I got some notes done. I did some visits. I did a, I did some things today that, you know, made progress was everything perfect no but we made progress so i think mm-hmm. that was a, a awesome thing to point out about uh progress over perfection because everything's not going to be perfect and i think that we might spend a lot of time on trying to make things perfect versus making progress mm-hmm. and so we'll be stuck on one thing trying to make that one thing perfect when we could be doing three other things and making progress right in the midst of it so that was good look at you using look your voice me. making them hear you right can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's do our uh Two-minute sessions. Two-minute sessions. Um, so we got we have we had a couple questions that we're gonna answer for our two-minute sessions. I'm just pulling it up, so forgive me for not already having it up and ready to go. So one of the questions that we were asked was, you wanna start with that one first or how to find a therapist? Um start, start with, with how to find a therapist. Start right on how to find a therapist mm-hmm. first. All right, so one of the first questions that we got um to our DM was 
how do you find a therapist? How do you find a therapist? What is the best way to locate a local therapist? That's the exact question. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's many ways. Many, many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I can just tell you from personal experience, uh, I went to Psychology Today first. And I searched for a black therapist. And um, I found one that wasn't particularly that good. Or not even say she wasn't that good. She just wasn't a fit for me. Uh, And then I was just having a casual conversation with my friends. And... One of my friends gave me the card to my therapist that I have now, or that I had, um, gave me the gave me her card, and that's how I found my therapist. Uh, but Psychology Today is a very good starting point. Mm-hmm. I believe that um, Therapy for Black Girls has a directory. They do, uh, where you can find local therapists on there. Um, I'm sorry, I'm looking up a link because my friend Soroya has created a. Um, a resource as well. Pulling it up. You could talk while I'm pulling it up, Donna. Um, and if you have health insurance, call the number on the back of your health insurance card. I think that people don't call their health insurance enough because health insurance generally has the mental aspect of it. At least if you have like Medicaid in Philadelphia, low income, they mm-hmm. have um their their provider is CBH, which you know you can go to any type of community health partner in in the city. Um so call your insurance, right? Talk to your doctor, your regular doctor. Most people at least have a primary care physician. Right. Um, and who then you, would be able to refer them to another person. Right. And then you can get the EAP if you have a if you have a job that offers mm-hmm. that where you get um four sessions like for free. And then here's the thing, here's the gag that people don't realize with that with EAP. You can get four sessions for depression, Donna. Then you can get four more sessions for anxiety. You can get four more free sessions. Really? Yes. So you can you can continue to switch up. And I'm not saying you can continue to switch up, but the way that the paperwork can be done is that, you know, you change it up so that you can continue Depending to get these sessions. Depending on how sessions. you're feeling. Right. You're feeling depressed. And they right, can't right. tell you that you're not feeling these feelings. So look into your EAP. I did pull up um, the Tribe Connection Mental Wellness Directory. And it says, sisters, how y'all feel? And my friend Soraya is so dope for this. And I'm so proud of her for doing this. She has a, uh, a directory of, look at this, Donna. Every black therapist, right, in Philly. Well, not every black therapist, but but, mm-hmm. but some black therapists in Philly. Um, so so check her out. Y'all can follow her on the gram at Soroya underscore Marie, and she has uh the tribe directory for mental wellness. So check her out. Check out. We'll actually post the link today in our um in our bio on our podcast. Mm-hmm. We'll post the link to Soroya's directory. So to answer your question, uh, psychology today. You can look at um, Therapy for Black Girls. You can look at Soroya's um, Mental Health Directory. Mm-hmm. Call, Call your insurance. insurance. Talk to your friends. Like, have right. a conversation, y'all. Like, because somebody might know. Like, Laisha, my friend Laisha gave me the card to my therapist. And, like, this mm-hmm. is off of one conversation we had. Right. And then Laisha wound up going. Laisha wasn't even going to the therapist. And then Laisha <laughs> wound up going to the therapist right. after I went. So, you know what I mean? So, have those conversations with your, with your folks. Like, yeah. again, let's normalize. Um, mm-hmm. And one of my friends, they actually just told me. Sorry to interrupt you. She just told me that she ha- that she's coming out with a mental uh, a journal, and it's going to have a directory. Uh, I'm not sure if it's for public knowledge yet, so I'm not going to tell y'all. Mm-hmm. But when she comes out with it, it definitely will be posted um, on the Black and Therapy Instagram page. Um, her journal is for um, you know to kind of put your traumas and your feelings out there, and then obviously she want to you know give people. A, a directory of where to go to find assistance. Um, and there's different therapists out there as well. So definitely if you feel in a specific way, there's a specific type of therapist that's going to specialize in what you need. So 
Definitely. Definitely. Shout out to my friend for um not being in, you know, in therapy, but still <laughs> knowing that mental wellness Being aware is, of it, right? Right, exactly. So our last question for the day is, how or what should you do to overcome an unacceptable parent and set boundaries? Ooh, we like that boundaries word, don't we? We love boundaries. I'm a boundary person. I'm such a boundary person. I'm a my phone on do not disturb because I'm having a moment. I am a don't call me at a certain time. I'm a boundary person. So I understand feeling like you, you know, it's hard to, to set boundaries. But, um, and with parents specifically, I'm sure it's very hard for people to, to set those boundaries. But my first thought on that, is to not feel guilty about it. Don't feel guilty about setting boundaries because you are going to drive yourself crazy by feeling guilty. Even if you do all the things we recommend and, and then you feel bad about it, it's, it's going to drive you crazy. Don't feel guilty about setting boundaries. Don't feel guilty um, about, you know, what you need for your own peace because you have to worry about you first because if you're not good, no one's good, right? Mm-hmm. So that's my first thing. I think you definitely um, need to not feel guilty about it. Um, secondly, I would say, um, and I'll give three, and I guess Sarah, you give three. I think that's I didn't. You was over there taking notes. I don't have three. Well, I'm the organized one here. You're right. You're so, right. So you know, I, of course, I do. Right. Um, I would say you have to be clear and concise about what your boundaries are, because I think a lot of times, you know, people aren't clear and concise. Sarah, what time are we recording? Uh, four-ish, five-ish, six-ish. Did I say four-ish or did I say four and you got here at four-ish? Oh, y'all hear her. I'm just asking. She got a little Go ahead, finish your three points. Be clear and concise (laughs) of what the boundary is, okay? Maybe Sarah got a boundary where she not gonna let me be late no more and she gonna be like, you know what? (laughs) This is the boundary. No more, no more lateness, okay? But you have to be clear and concise about, about what your boundary is. Don't feel guilty about it. Be clear and concise about it because it is what you want. And, and don't be afraid to change what, what your boundaries are. You can say that, yes, I've allowed you do the, to do this in the past, but I will no longer allow you to do That's this. That's good. You got right? some good three. Listen, your points is good. I mean, no way, right? Go ahead, girl. I don't care what I allow yesterday. Today is a new day. Today is a new day, right? I don't care what I allowed this morning, matter of fact. <laughs> I will no longer allow this. Or these are the new boundaries that I'm setting. And use the word boundary. Don't, 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 don't play with it. That was what I was going to say. Don't play with it to spare other people's feelings. Like, your boundaries are your boundaries. Like, what you will allow in your space and your peace and what to disrupt anything in your life is what you allow, right? Mm-hmm. So don't play with it. Don't beat around the bush. Don't be direct. No. Mm-hmm. These are the boundaries that I set and they are what they are. Like, mm-hmm. they are what they are. And, and and be okay with it. Right. Because especially as we, you know, become adults and grow into our own truths and our own selves, like... Especially with dealing with family, period, because that's right. that's the hard that's the hardest right. people to have boundaries. Do we know with. if do we know if the person that asked the question was an adult or yeah, like a teenager an or like a young adult? They're an adult, like okay. they're a millennial, like us. Okay, uh, so you know what I mean? Like that's a that's a different transition in itself. And but but we have to know what we will and won't allow, and mm-hmm. be very like direct about it. To yep. your point, like don't don't play with it because when you play with it, people play with you. <laughs> don't let people play with you, <laughs> and don't let people play with you. Because what they do. And play with you. <laughs> and play with you. Okay. <laughs> right. So don't let people play with you. People will only do what you allow them to do. And if you are, if you set your boundaries and mean what you say, mm-hmm. and then act as if you mean what you say, because we can say a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and then go back on our word and then they right. confuse. The person that you're trying to set the boundary with is confused. Like, well, they said this, but 
But they allowing this. Right. So I'm going So you I'm going to go with what they allow. Because actions speak louder than words. So I'm just Exactly. Gonna, so I'm going to keep doing this despite of what they said. Exactly. But once your words meet your actions and you clear and concise. It ain't going to be no room for nobody to do nothing. Like, it's, it is what it is. No room. And for, and it's and gonna for be parents gonna specifically, be. it's going to be a little bit harder because those are your parents. Obviously, we all have different relationships with our parents. But setting boundaries is going to be, it's going to be tough regardless. So, you have to, you have to um, sometimes not even look at it as like, what about a parent or a friend or a relationship? Setting boundaries is setting boundaries. You have to, be, you, you still want to be respectful. That's mm-hmm. your parent. That's your friend. That's your sister, whomever. But you have to, you know, stand by it. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% on that, sis. You did some really good points. I don't think I need to reiterate anything. Um, did you come up with a song? The Feel Good oh, Song of the man. Week? Is think, pick? Um, I think you might have to pick this week. Oh, this. Okay, okay. One thing I wasn't prepared for, right? Let one me... thing. One thing you wasn't prepared for. The only one thing. Uh, okay. But I know you got it. I know, I, you, I I know really... you got it. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Keep talking, Donna, while we find this... Uh, Feel good song. Feel good song. What you uh, was listening to today? I know you. I was. Listening you know what? Good. Shout out to my friends. They got me listening to Pop Smoke. I, what? You, you know, listen to rap music at all like that unless it's like Jay Z, Biggie. You know, but they got me listening to Pop Smoke. Not twenty twenty um, rap. Twenty twenty rap. Courtney, you would be so proud of me, Courtney. I am with the twenty twenty. If y'all get in my car ever, y'all know that it's definitely Anita Baker. Always Anita Baker. It's Yikes. definitely always. Uh, you know, some type of old school music. So, you know what? You just brought up Anita Baker. Let's play the the feel good song of the week is going to be uh, Angel by Anita Baker. Yeah. All right. I love That's going to be our feel good song of the week. So, y'all have a dope rest of the week on purpose. Thank y'all for tuning in to our second episode, All Up and Through. Yes. Woo-woo. Is the name of it. We hope that y'all got. To know what's a little bit better this week. We I know hope. y'all got the new ceremony, me, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep working on Donna. But thank y'all for listening. Feel Good Song of the Week is Angel. Check us out on all platforms. We are hoping to be on Apple uh, Podcasts shortly. Mm-hmm. We just got to keep Very uploading soon. these uh, dope episodes. So thank y'all again for listening. And we'll catch y'all next week. Mm-hmm.